Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, fam. Welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. And I have another incredible guest episode for you today. I'm chatting with my incredible friend and Airbnb and wealth expansion expert, Susie Agalopoulos. Susie, less than five years ago, was working as a waitress making less than 60K a year And today she has a six-figure Airbnb business that took her less than two years to build and allowed her the freedom to create other income streams that have made her a seven-figure entrepreneur living her dreams. I really wanted to bring Susie onto the podcast because her story is so inspiring and she has a really incredible belief system that she's cultivated over the last five years that supported her so much in her journey and I believe is really going to be interesting for you if you are into manifestation, if you're interested in hearing different viewpoints and perspectives and worldviews that allow people to grow and expand rapidly. I loved this interview with Susie. I know you're going to love it as well. Enjoy. Okay, so I know I just said this to you off air, but I very much want to have this as a conversation where we're talking about like money and manifestation and abundance. So let's just see where this goes. Could go anywhere. I would love to know, what are your beliefs around money? And have you always had those beliefs or are they beliefs that shifted over time? Take us through your timeline. Okay, so... Right in this current moment, I believe that any amount of money is possible for anybody. And I think that just kind of giving you a snippet of my story (laughs) might really help to back that up because I didn't start with money. I didn't know a thing about money. I was in the restaurant business. I was waitressing and bartending until the age of 34. I had never made more than four or five thousand dollars a month. I was just in the average life with thinking fifty, sixty thousand dollars was, you know, as good as it was gonna get. I thought six figures was for, you know, executives or people that went to years of school. I had no idea what money was about. <laughs> 
So everything started changing when I was 34. That was like seven years ago. And I just had this overwhelming feeling inside that really kind of made me start looking at my life and kind of just hating my job. I made, you know, like I said, decent money for an average human in the restaurant business, but everything started getting to me. And it was like almost voices in my head that were pushing me to think bigger, that led me to a podcast, you know, that basically sent me down the self-help, self-development rabbit hole. I didn't even know what self-development was before that, (laughs) which is so crazy. So anyways, that year I was just so wrapped up in podcasts and learning all these self-development things that something crazy came over me and I just decided that I could no longer make money the way I was making it because I was so dependent on that money. It was good money. It was cash in the restaurant business. And I knew that unless I got rid of it, I would not push myself to find something else. So without a backup plan, without any clue what I was going to do, just a little bird in my ear about online business. Of course, I had no idea what I would ever teach or anything like that. It was just intuition that I liked it. I quit my job (laughs) and uh, I really listened to my intuition. I quit my job and I just thought I'm going to figure this out. And so right after I quit my job, before I really went in, I decided that I was going to take a trip to Bali. Of course, you know, I had to push some travel in there. So I go to Bali and uh, I had this girlfriend with me and she was probably so annoyed with me because I was talking about like, what am I going to do? I was so anxious. I was so like, just so lost because I had just quit my job. I had no money coming in. I had a little bit of savings and I'm in Bali living it up. Um, you know, it's, it's cheap there. (laughs) That's why I picked it. So, so I'm literally on my phone, Googling ways that I can make money without trading a lot of time, obsessed with like finding something that would help me and buy me time. And of course I didn't find too many things (laughs) like eBay and, you know, kind of those kind of things that were coming out almost 10 years ago. And so I was on this trip doing all these things and I went to a cooking class in Bali and I sat next to an older couple and they were traveling the world and they were living it up. And so, of course, I was on the hunt to see what successful people did. And at that time, I didn't even know like you should be asking people. (laughs) I was just so lost in life. And so I sat next to these people. They were clearly, you know, well off. They were traveling the world. And I was like, screw it. (laughs) I'm going to ask these people what they've done. And I asked them and they said that they were living off of the money of one short-term rental or Airbnb in Hawaii. And they were making $210,000 profit after taxes and everything. And Back then, $210,000 to me was like $10 million. So when they said that, my jaw absolutely dropped. 
And I started questioning them, the whole cooking class. They gave me all the details. And I was familiar with Airbnb because I have been an avid traveler my whole life, staying in hostels and you know everything else to make my way. And so I knew what Airbnb was. I knew what VRBO was. I think that's what they were using. And I, I was so interested because I had stayed in many at that point, but I, of course, had no clue how the business worked. So they explained that to me. I finished out my trip. I went home. And at the end of the month, it was time to pay bills. And I had real, real bills that were adding up to thousands of dollars. And so I knew I had to do something or I was going to fly, like use my savings so fast. You know how money flies when, when you're paying bills and everything. And so I put my apartment that I was renting on Airbnb. And the first weekend I made $500 and did nothing for that money and was just like flabbergasted. (laughs) Like, holy crap, I did nothing for this money. Uh, Like a week later, I put my apartment up again because at that time I was like scared, you know, even though there was nobody to say I couldn't do it. It was still very new back then. So no one even had it in their leases or anything, but I was just scared because I was doing something different. And what if something went wrong and, you know, all those things. And so anyways, I put it up again, I booked again. I think I made like a thousand dollars. And after those guests left, I went into my apartment and I packed my bags and I moved into my parents and I threw that apartment up full time. And that is how I replaced my income overnight, (laughs) which was step number one in in learning everything about money and abundance and how easy it is to make money. I love your story so much. Okay. So would you say that after you put your apartment up and you moved in with your parents, do you feel like you got a taste of something that you didn't know was possible. And that gave you evidence that you could then grow that. Like, I just want you to keep going on this story. Like, tell us what happened then. (laughs) Yes. So, okay. So back then, this was 2016. Nobody knew about Airbnb. I did Mm -hmm. because I traveled, but there were very few of us that knew. And I moved into my parents' house and they didn't really understand (laughs) They kind of did, but they they were like, so you're, are you living here? And I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I said, for now, I'm trying to learn <laughs> online business thing. But basically I was in their house for a few months before my dad literally just came up to me and asked me, are you going to get a job? Like, what are you doing? You're, you're not working. You're just like basically staying in our house. And I told him I have a job. I have this Airbnb and this is how I'm making money now. And I'll never forget what he said to me because my dad is an entrepreneur. He is in the restaurant business and he's very successful, but he slaved over that money. He worked his butt off over his businesses and that money. So when I was making money and not doing anything, he just like wasn't understanding what was happening. And so he was really negative about it. He told me that it would never last, that it was too good to be true kind of a thing. And that I should really start looking for something because it's only a matter of time before that ship has sailed. And 
I'll never forget, you know, what he said, because in my little brain back then that I still didn't know a lot, but I knew that I just kept getting these direct deposits into my account and my place just kept booking and it wasn't slowing down and it was booking out and, you know, all those kinds of things. And that was the first time I had to really look at the belief system of my family without even really knowing this, but the belief system of my family and what I was experiencing. Because if I were to learn about Airbnb and then tell my dad, like, hey, does this sound like a good idea? He would have said, absolutely not. But because it had already happened to me and I was experiencing it, it, there was just a new thought process. Like, well, maybe my dad is wrong, which is crazy. Because, you know, I was so uh, just believed everything he said and thought he was the smartest person that I knew in business and all that kind of stuff. So so that had happened. And then I kept going. I, I only had one Airbnb unit. I didn't know this was a business. I literally thought I was just making cash while I was figuring out what my next step was going to be. And I really love traveling. So I wanted to become a travel blogger. So with this unit, it gave me a lot of freedom. It gave me decent money. It replaced my income. And so I was starting my blog and I was taking trips. And when I went to Africa, I needed to hire someone to watch my Airbnb. Well, back then, nobody knew anything about Airbnb. And so I found a guy in Seattle that was also doing what I was doing. And I hired him and I basically taught him a lot of stuff because it had been like almost a year when I went to Africa. And so when I came home from Africa, I had helped him and explain so much to him that he asked me if I wanted to work for him. And I was like, of course, hell no, (laughs) hell no. And then he came back and he asked me if I wanted to work with him. Well, I needed money. So I was like, all right, as long as you're not like a boss, I will work with you. And so we teamed up, we became besties and he taught me everything from behind the scenes. So he taught me all the data and he taught he taught me all the things like I knew how to run the front because I'm in customer service, you know, I'm I was already born into the into customer service. And so he then taught me the back end, he taught me the data, he taught me how to know how much you're going to make and just showed me anything that had to do with math, which I totally to this day suck at. (laughs) But now I know how to run the back end. And I saw that he had 10 units and they were all working just like mine. And then he, you know, showed me how to basically run numbers on a property that I owned and saw that I could make almost six figures with that property. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) So I kicked my tenants out, which was a big deal for me back then. And it was a big deal because it felt wrong that I was kicking them out and then going to make money. And that like felt wrong to me. And so that was a whole thing. And then anyways, after that, I got another seven properties and I was living it up. (laughs) I was living it up. I didn't have a job. I had all this freedom. And I was like, 
how did my life change literally overnight? And that's when people started asking me how, you know, what I was doing and how I was running these this business. And since 2017, I would say that people have been after me about my knowledge and all that kind of stuff. And that's really how my online business came about and my brand. And yeah, and then a whole... <laughs> A whole new income stream came rolling in and it was just, it was just more money and more money and more money. And it all was because I trusted my intuition that there was something better for me. And I started taking action on the feelings, which I had never done in my life before. And that's when I found out I was a really powerful manifester. <laughs> so Yeah. I love that you finished on that note because I really want to move into some of the manifestation conversation, but I just want to like share before we do that for anyone listening, because I remember when Susie and I first became friends and I was like, how are you doing this? Because it's really uncommon in Australia that you would rent someone else's owned house on Airbnb. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, but you have to buy all these places, you don't. And that's the really wild thing about all of this. And so we won't go into the detail of that, but I would really encourage you to check out what's the best way for the Q&A stuff or the FAQ stuff. Where would we direct people to for that, Susie? You can just come to my Instagram and I have a training that I am sending out daily. Um, You could just DM me freedom and I send you this three-part training. It's hours of information. And yes, I have many Australian students with success. Everybody says the same thing. We don't think it's legal here, but it is legal because we are not just going into into houses and Airbnb them. We're actually teaming up with the homeowner and we're working with them and we're changing the lease and all of that kind of stuff. So we have students now in 12 countries all over the world in New Zealand and Australia. So yes, it's totally possible. I wanted to let you know about an epic opportunity to come and learn from me for free, even though it really shouldn't be. I'm thrilled to announce that I'll be a speaker at the upcoming Personal Branding and Marketing Online Summit hosted by my client and friend, Hey Hazel, on September 12th and 13th. If you're looking to stand out, attract premium clients and boost your cash flow, this is the place for you. And I'm really excited to speak alongside some incredible friends and clients. As an affiliate for this epic event, I'll be hosting a masterclass where I'll be sharing my strategy on how to tell stories that sell online. Mark your calendars and join me along with other industry experts for two days of incredible insights and actionable tips. The link to join is in my show notes. So good. I really wanted to add that in there because I think that if I had that thought, there are so many other people listening to this that have that thought and we have obviously a big Australian audience. Um, So I definitely recommend you go and do that. Okay. So I really want to talk about manifesting and I love that you ended on that because you're one of the best manifestors that I know. And even though I know parts of that story that you just shared, like I was hanging on every word because it's such an example of massive transformation and also rewriting so much of your blueprint of like what you know to be true about life and business and making money. So uh, 
I had you in um, to share with some of our clients all about the mind movie process. Can you share a little bit with us about that and about how you manifest and how you believe you've gotten everything you want? Because you've gone on to obviously become a millionaire. Like, tell us more. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So the thing about manifestation is in the beginning of my journey, I was manifesting and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing. I remember one day I was like talking to someone and I told this person, I think I'm special. I think there's something magical about me. And, you know, I really thought that because everything, I had some crazy synchronicities and stories I won't get into, but like crazy manifestations that there, there's no way that it would just be a coincidence. Like the, it's too wild. So those things were happening to me. And then I found Joe Dispenza and after listening to him, after reading his books, it was kind of clarity on what I was doing, even though I went on to learn so much more from him. But I was starting to understand, oh, this this makes sense. Like, this is what I'm doing. But I was doing it just because I had an active imagination. <laughs> it wasn't because, you know, I was trying. It was just because I've always had an active imagination. So moving forward, it really comes down to you having a vision of what you want to create and you thinking about that vision when you are in high emotions. Now, I do a a mind movie and other things that really help with that, but the, the whole idea of these things that I do is really just to bring up the vision and then get myself into an elevated state of emotion and think about the things and look at the pictures or whatever it is that I'm doing when I'm really excited or happy. And I'm just constantly connecting to the things that I want, like over and over and over and over and over again. Now, and I mean all day, every day when I want something, (laughs) Now, the other part of this is, the other part of manifestation is you actually have to believe that it can happen for you and that if you just believe that it will happen. So like when I made a million dollars, when, I mean, all my goals, I have to consistently keep reminding myself every time my mind wanders off and says, no way, this is not going to happen. No way. I have to just keep bringing myself back and remind myself that the science says, I just have to believe it. I just have to believe it. Nobody else has to believe it. I just have to believe it. But I, but you really have to believe it. It can't be like, yeah, I want to make a million dollars. I think I can. Uh." It has to be like, I know I can make a million dollars. And it's happening and it can't not happen kind of a thing. So Joe Dispenza says, and this this should clear it up, belief is like being pregnant. You either are or you're not. There's not an in-between. It's you either believe what you're saying or there is some sort of hesitation and you don't. And so your job is to get to the bottom of that hesitation. 
So the winning equation is really to just consistently think about the things you want in high emotions and really believe it. And when you don't, you get to the bottom of why you don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I relate so much to the doing it without realizing. So I remember when I started learning about manifestation, having a moment where I was like, oh my goodness. So all the times throughout my life where I've just stood for longer than I should in the shower, crying to myself, thinking about all the ways that my life's going to be amazing is actually me manifesting. Literally. (laughs) Literally. So to this day, Che will often find me crying and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm literally just in the vision. Like I'm just thinking about the next thing. Susie's like losing the plot of me. Like I'm just thinking about the next thing that is happening. And I'm like, oh, I was just thinking about when this happens in our life and like how amazing that's going to be. And he's like, you're nuts. So we both have the same coach. Shout out to you, Lacey. And something Lace always says, which I love, is like the concept of you've got to be delusional to get what you want. It's like you've got to be living in your delusions and essentially that, you know, being delusional is something that we've kind of bastardized as society, but actually it's just that process of something is not yet in the 3D and you have to believe that it's coming and you have to be a bit deluded about that until it's here, right? I think it even goes further without going too down the rabbit hole of quantum physics, but I'm like such a quantum physics nerd because once you start doing this, it's like, well, this is the answer. But- Another thing that many people say, but you know, I've learned most of this, everyone from, from Joe Dispenza. Another thing that they say is that like, when you are in the emotion of thinking something already happened, you possibly are in the moment (laughs) in the future. Yeah. That actually attracts the future to you. So the biggest things that I've manifested I know they're going to come because you know when you feel the feeling of it already being there, you know the feeling. It's not just like a, it's here, I swear. It's like, and you're crying and everything. Uh, I I find that when that happens to me, it never doesn't come into my reality. What are the best things you've manifested? Well, a million dollars. Yes. <laughs> that was actually, that was just really cool. Yeah, like that was fun. You know, my whole life right now, mm-hmm. my whole life, because coming from, you know, somebody that literally just, I just had really bad self-esteem. I had no confidence and slowly manifesting. I manifested Airbnb. That was probably one of my best things I ever manifested because it just led me to a lot of money and a lot of freedom and all the things. But as that journey just deepened and continued, that led to the next thing that led to the next thing. And my life right now feels like sometimes I have to remind myself of how far I came. You know, we all have our days (laughs) and Right now, I live in a, a, a condo that I manifested <laughs> from my mind movie and uh, my dogs that I love so much and the freedom that I have every day to do anything I want, anything I want, the money that I can just like call on and demand it come into my my reality. 
all of that, the process of learning all of this has been the best thing that I've manifested, learning how to manifest (laughs) because it's really just like an on-demand, I can have anything I want as soon as I believe I can have it and I take action on it. Oh, so good. Okay. So uh, the reason why I really wanted to have you on the show is because I think it's fair to say you and I have quite a lot of the same belief systems around how we live our lives. So we've had conversations about obviously manifestation and my process is quite similar to yours, except I don't do the movie. I do meditation and like record and just listen to that and basically cry, just constant tears. So what we're really saying for everyone listening is that just constant crying is the key to manifestation. <laughs> but, happy tears. Yeah, happy tears only. <laughs> But the other thing that you and I both have had a lot of conversations about that we essentially live our lives through that I've never really talked about on the podcast is we are massive fans of Chani Nicholas and astrology generally. So for anyone that's listening, if you don't know who Chani Nicholas is, she has an app called the Chani app. And essentially it is an astrology app. So for me, I I literally listen to my year in review. This year in the business, I planned out some key dates around my year in review. I listened to the quarterly uh, readings. She does it through your rising sign, which for me is Scorpio. What's it for you? What are you? Capricorn. Capricorn's your rising. I see that for you. And I just love it. So I really want to know, like, how do you use astrology in your life as well? How does it connect to manifestation? And feel free to get really practical here, like in terms of your habits around it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not an expert, but no. this is a thing. I mean, <laughs> neither am I. Like, don't worry. <laughs> this is my theory. <laughs> I was always a person that was like annoyed by people saying their signs. And I'm like, that's such a cop out. Like quit saying, you know, quit using that as an excuse, whatever. And a couple years ago, somebody introduced me to a different astrologer that really works with what's happening in the world. And of course, during COVID, I was like, what is happening? And so I started listening to this astrologer and then I found Chani. And the Chani app is so amazing because it's just so specific to you and your life. And I don't know how she does what she does, but it's... uh, very magical. But after listening to a couple of my quarters in review, they were so dead on that my jaw dropped a couple times. And it wasn't like, it wasn't coincidental things. It was like very specific, even down to dates and what would happen and what the thing, what the theme was. And, and I was like, what the heck? And so I started getting obsessed with it and I listened to her weekly readings and her, you know, quarterly and all that kind of stuff. And after about six months of really following, I really honestly think that it has a lot to do with why we're here and what we're here to do. And now maybe this is a more universal thing. Maybe this is like, I don't know. I always say it's the top of the video game. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're born into these signs and then all of a sudden you get the lessons of the sign and I don't know how it works and everybody has different belief systems. I really don't even know what I believe, but 
there is something very, very, very exact about astrology once you start really learning. So yes, go listen to Chani. But what I do is I don't ever let it mean too much. But what I do is I listen to it like in the beginning of the week because she does it weekly. And so I listen to it in the beginning of the week and um, I try to like just forget about it. And then I listen to it, you know, maybe at the end of the week or whatever. And I just try to pinpoint the themes and whatever she says happens on whatever day it is. I just try to really listen to the lessons and think about the moment that those things happened in the week. And they probably 98% of the time happen. (laughs) It's crazy. But even, even down to like, you're going to have a conversation with a sister like person. And I'm like, oh, do I really have to go through this with my sister again? (laughs) And it happens to be like, you know, somebody else that's close to me that's not really my sister. And Mm. it's just so exact that it's just taught me there's something so much more that we don't know what is happening because that's not coincidence. It's just not. I I love that so much. And, you know, I think for for anyone that's listening, I love that you spoke to like, this is our beliefs. And and that's the thing, like, please listen to this through the lens of this is playful. And I think that that's definitely the thing for me is when I'm listening, I'm like, this serves two purposes. One, it actually grounds me. And two, it just feels very playful. And it almost gives this like beautiful meaning to what's happening in my days and in my weeks. And it feels very fun. You know, I use it every day for the, um, I love seeing what my daily emoji and words are. Um, And just playing (laughs) in that, like, you know, if it's a day where it's like shine on today or whatever, I'm like, like, how am I, you know, getting in front of the camera today or where it's like rest needed. It's like, okay, like, what does that look like today? And just allowing yourself to to sink into almost this like beautiful permission that you're, you're being given around how to live your life. I find it very grounding and playful. And I think that's yeah. the key thing. And, and really, you know, when I think about those of you listening and when I think about my clients, the the thing I love most about my clients, not the thing I love most, but one of the things is we have so many different belief systems. I've got clients who a very Christian. I've got clients who believe so deeply in human design. I've got clients who would identify as not necessarily having these belief systems. And I really hope that you're listening to this conversation through that lens of this is yeah. just the playful lens of like what you and I enjoy or how we enjoy living our lives, but that doesn't make it the right way. 100%. And it's funny before I really started, you know, down this whole path and even in, I would say more recent years have gotten even more clear about not really knowing my beliefs and just playing yeah. in everything because, yeah. you know, before I was so like, this is the way, but now I don't know. <laughs> There's so many ways. And I totally relate to religions. I totally relate to meditation. I totally relate to astrology and things that I never thought I would actually relate to or believe some part of it. I do. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I think Ellie, you're exactly right. Like this is not my religion. This is not my God, but I do listen to it. And I try to just pinpoint and take lessons from it the same way I do with everything else that I 
sort of believe, (laughs) semi-believe. And I think that that actually is almost like such a great way to be finishing this conversation is like when I think about your journey and like just to reflect this back to you and tell me if this is true or not, I think that you have experienced such exponential growth over the last seven years because you have listened to every single lesson that's come up for you in your life and you've allowed yourself to grow with that and roll with it. And you're so inspiring to me and I'm sure so many others because of the way that you do that. So thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you you so much. That means a lot. And you know what? I think that's the biggest lesson that I think everyone should go home with is the ability to just not know and to stay open and to be so vulnerable with yourself that you may have believed something your whole life and maybe you're not going to believe it next year. (laughs) And it's when we fight against that, that we can't expand and learn what life is throwing at us. So thank you. I I really take pride in that. And I, that is probably the hardest thing there is to learn. Yeah. It's just how to be open. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Where can people find you? I am hanging out on Instagram a lot at mm-hmm. Susie A Official. And yeah, if, if you send me a DM and say hi, or if you want an Airbnb training, just let me know and I will hook you up. So good. Thank you so much for being here. I have loved this conversation so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) 